0: Welcome to the Draft Doctors podcast. Your home of weekly draft content. Now here's Steve, Jono, Gam and the Statesman. G'day everyone and welcome back to the Draft Doctors podcast. I'm your host Stevie Fears. Today we're talking about Well, I don't know. I don't know where today's going to go. It's uh it's a bit of a free form. It's a bit of a just felt like recording something it's it's been a few weeks since we've been on the air uh so to speak and just had a good day had a good day had a good run um was down at the the bottle shop buying a couple of drinks and um they had rem on uh, i kind of like rem they're really one of my probably favorite bands from um uh, the early days and the bottle shop, actually BWS played just like great music down here. I don't know what it is. Every time I go in there, they play great music and I just, I'm just in a good mood, just in a good mood. And I want to thank everyone who's reached out over the last few weeks. Everything's fine. Like there's no dramas. It's just, you know, sometimes things get a bit much. And, um, with all the boys being away, there was no one to, to sort of take over the actual podcast, uh, which I've kind of relied on in the past, just if I've been down But Everyone's everyone's busy, man. Everyone's busy. Life won't wait. It's um, it, it's how it is. Uh, if you've been paying attention to the socials, the boys have been hitting up uh, the other guys. Sorry, the writers have been doing some great articles. Uh, Nick and Matt have been doing great weekly articles on the website for your waivers and streams. So um, certainly please keep checking them out. But I just wanted to touch base it's been a it's been a pretty good week for fantasy football <laughs> um if you wanted to the buys are done and and i think if there's some jokes to be made there's some there's a bit of content out there so um we might get right into it but of course the first thing off the bat i wanted to touch on is cam's injury list so cam uh has obviously if you're on the twitter cam's been constantly banging you on about Geelong's shit uh, shithouse reporting of their injury list, if, if you will. And it, it got some traction. Even, um, for, former liberal, what was he? Well, I can't even remember what Mark Stevens' role was with the liberals. It was that short lived. Um, even, it, Cam even got a retweet from Steve O about can, uh, Geelong shithousery on the injury list. And, and so the AFL have brought in a mandate. I didn't read the article, but essentially they're going to have to make A listing of weeks. Now it's, and everyone sort of rallied around Cam, and Cam's changed the game. And like, I've got to be honest, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, Uh, but I don't understand how it changes things in a great deal. Like, if Geelong want to say someone's medium term, can't they just go at least five to eight weeks? Like, I don't think it's going to make anyone get healed quicker. I, I think if you went to the Suns injury report when took miller first did his knee they're like well look he's going to have the surgery we'll wait a couple of weeks after the surgery and, and see how he pulls up now sam doherty had the same surgery and was back within six weeks now that's not to say everyone's going to have that same response to the surgery so i don't i'm not sure it's going to change things a great deal but i guess if you wanted a clarity it'll help but i'm not sure the range is going to be narrow um and i think collingwood and richmond under neil Baum, i know when he was at both clubs i'm pretty sure they use that same short medium long-term uh wording rather than putting a week's notice on it but so we'll see how that goes anyway um kudos for cam your game changer and speaking of changing Breaking news. This is an exclusive to the Draft Doctors. Ben Keys is actually changing Guernsey numbers mid-season. That's right. He said he's, <laughs> he's if he's going to get the number two out of his shorts, he may as well get it off his jumper as well, which, whew, unbelievable. Unbelievable scenes. Ben Keys just the double uh, change of the number twos. He did, he did also say he's going to do a... Big preseason up at Angadine Mackers, so uh, wow! Hats off to Ben Keys. It sounds like he's putting in the work. We you know he's a tough player, and like fantasy coaches, like I know that the hot word um, on the twitters today was Taylor Swift tickets. Man, like, and and let's be honest, like this is a sausage fest. The listenership of this podcast, there uh, there's, there is some women, there is women, and we appreciate them. Um, but it's the majority of men. So let's just say, if your missus, because let, let's be honest, not I, I don't see a big Taylor Swift football crossover. If your missus got or didn't get Taylor Swift tickets and you've been bitching about Elliot Yo getting injured again, like, man, you just got to listen to her. Just listen. Just say, congratulations. I'm glad you got your tickets. Or if she didn't get tickets, buy tickets to something else. Like, be a, be a doll. Be a doll, all right? I actually, I, I, I personally, personally, this is me. See, Fizz, poorest man in fantasy football saved up and splurged and uh, got Mrs. Fizz um, a couple of tickets to Taylor Swift one other time when she was out, and I like thank God I didn't have to go, um, but I don't, I don't mind that Shake It Up song or Shake It. She shakes something, she shakes something, okay. Not like that's fine, whatever. Tell. Ta- Taylor Swift's fine, I guess. I don't know. I was listening, like I said, REM. I was listening to Talking Heads before, you know. Like, come on, I'm not like I'm not Taylor Swift's target market, okay? All right, all right. Sorry, just having a sip of my moderately priced red wine. It um, it's fine, and it's fine. Um, so I want to talk about waivers just quickly because. We generally talk about waivers on the on the show, that's why we record Sunday night. And, and and it is hard um to to sort of put that show out in one night and, and we pride ourselves on being first out and all that stuff. But I think as the year goes on, waivers become less and less important and, and it's more about matchups, especially in the second half of the season. Once you're through the buys, if you're playing buys, you can do certain things um strategically whether it's um you're playing in a hardcore drop league i'll talk about my home league for a second and this is the first year we've played it so we have 17 on field but we're only playing our 14 best scores and so holding number one waiver priority which i did uh wasn't probably so much the boon that it's been in the previous years. I tend to try to go in to the to the buyers with a high-priority pick. And look, it, it worked out for me in my matchups. I was able to use it this last round uh, in terms of dropping uh, a good player like uh, Horn Francis. I dropped the franchise and I, I had number one waiver so I could pick him straight back up. Uh, so it meant I had an extra player on field, and and it helped me win my matchup that I, I sort of needed to win uh, to to get back into top spot. But I, I think in previous years I've used that number one uh, waiver position. I, I have used it um, in different ways. So I've used it to to drop a gun player and then pick them straight back up after the round. Uh, I certainly have to use that, uh, but I've also used it to just. Pick up someone; someone else has dropped a stud who shouldn't be on the waiver wire if they've been super keen for a win in their matchup. So I think there's strategies over the buyers. If you're playing the buyers, uh, if you're not playing the buyers, you know that's that's fine. And you know, once you, I hope you've had a good night's sleep with the lights on, um, Pete. Obviously, we're talking to you. That's that's fine. If you're AFL ratings, that's fine. You obviously sleep with the lights on. But I think it's um. I generally recommend playing through the buyers, through the buyers. So when we're talking matchups heading into this week, uh, and there's plenty of good matchups. We go to DFS Australia, the guys over there, well, sorry, I shouldn't even say guys. It's just more doing a fucking great job over there. And, and to be honest, if you ask us a question, this is going to be what we refer to generally. But again, in saying that, let's break down why we would recommend a player. And to, to me, the main two things are a role and match-up. Now, does the player have a good role? And by good role, I mean, are they half back or are they inside midfield? Those are the two things we're looking at. Uh, and let, let's just qualify inside midfield. I, I want someone over 35% CBAs. That, that's what I want. Now, if you are listed as a defender or a forward, you can get away with playing outside roles on the wing, et cetera, et cetera. Or if you're in a super, super plush matchup, you could be a half forward, not get any CBAs, probably under under 35. So you're in there for a couple of matches. So you're getting up the ground. That That's fine. But I'm looking for halfback inside mid. Now, it's not always easy to stream inside midfielders because they're the players you own that have been drafted on draft day. Uh, So so they're not freely available. So we look um, like Sam Flanders this week, obviously 43%, scored really well. Braden Fiorini had a massive bump. But but let's look at what's happened around that. Like Took Millers Miller's out, um, Alex Davies out of the team, David Swallow had a reduction. We've seen Noah Anderson have a massive reduction. Over the last couple of weeks, so there's changes happening at the suns uh Miller's going to come back okay so, and and they've just played Hawthorne like they're about to play Port Adelaide and Collingwood now Collingwood will give it up to the inside mids but I mean i I've got to be a bit cagier about these matchups than Hawthorne so I'm you know like people will ask us about these players on waivers i'm not I'm not sure I'm burning a super high priority um with the imminent return of Took Miller. So it's something to keep in mind there. So and I mean we'll look at we've got St Kilda playing West Coast. Now both of those teams are, are plus matchups for us on the defensive line. So uh theoretically the game should just be played between the arcs. They're just gonna be kicking it straight back and forward. You've got guys like Tom Barras, super low owned, providing he comes up this week he's he's probably a pretty good play uh, you've got GWS against Melbourne. Now maybe Isaac Cumming has been dropped in your league. Maybe he's he's on the wire. Uh, maybe Iden. Uh, I'm not sure. There's guys like that. So that, that's that's sort of who you're looking at. Himmelberg's at 62%. Uh, so that's, let's just think about that. Um, who's available and where and what matchups we're looking at. It's it's kind of comes down to that in my opinion it's that simple if we're looking at inside mids i think um sheldrick's had a pretty massive bump and it doesn't seem like there's anyone who should be walking their way straight back into that team um for sydney i don't know that it's a super great matchup for sydney against geelong um but they do have a an okay matchup the following week in Richmond uh, for midfielders. So it's like temper your expectations on a Sheldrick. They're not going to play West Coast every single week, um, which is a plus matchup. Okay, like let's let's just think about that. Um, you've got St Kilda, which is a plus matchup, followed by Melbourne, which is a plus. Like St Kilda, if you're trading in inside mids, they've got a super plus, super plus, and then a plus plus so it's just a month of solid matchups for St. Kilda. Obviously, the salary cappers are going to be trading in Brad Crouch in draft. Are there are many guys around who you can pick up. Windhager's got a massive bump in there recently. Is a tagger so and has got the forward status. so you could probably go that way. But, uh, I mean, it's a tagger. It's a, it's a tagger, so um, I'm not convinced. Um, I'm not convinced on whatever St Kilda want to sell. It's... um. Anyway, it's something to think about. Something to think about. Roll and match-up. By, by all rights, Windhager should be a good play, but there we go. So this, those are my thoughts on, on streaming versus waivers. Obviously, if someone pops up on your waiver wire that's too good for the pool, then, then grab them. But just um, play the matchups really. DFS Australia, if you're not on it, I mean... You're doing yourself a disservice. Alright, we're gonna hit the Twitter questions up because there was a few. Jed Anderson Fan Club. He says, at category B pod swag versus sag. Now look, the category B boys, and they do a great podcast, I think. I don't I I don't really listen to it anymore. I, I listened to it a few times, it's very good. The boys are fun. Sorry, just having another sip of my moderately priced red wine. And they seem to think baby swag's a load of shit. They think there's a bit of baby sag. Now, until he got concussed by his own damn teammate, Jeremy Cameron was having a career best season. So, I don't know. All I'm going to say is he had some swag. Matty Faz, I uh, want to cover some stream options in my absence. He's, oh, Matty Faz is going away for a couple of weeks, so we might have to pull a wire article out of our ass. I'm not sure about that. Matty McCraw says, possibly too late, but what feedback would you give Warnie in his call out via DT Talk to improve AFL Fantasy draft? Now, I had the good fortune, because Warnie is the greatest human being walking the planet, and that's, that's true, Warnie is the GOAT, um, we were able to talk, myself and Hef from the Keeper League, about um, what our dream wish list would be for for AFL fantasy draft, and I the thing I would love to see in AFL fantasy draft, and I think they do a really good job of improving the platform each year. It's not going to all happen all at once. Um, is I, I'd like to see free agent auction budget, which is the Fab system. If you've ever played NFL draft, instead of having a waiver priority order. You get a budget um, of a specified amount of dollars and you get to bid on players. And if you win the bid, you lose that dollar from your kitty, uh, so to speak. And it just adds that extra little wrinkle of strategy. And look, I, I don't bitch too much. I think the guys over there are doing a really good job and they're improving the platform year on year to a really, to a good level. I understand there was some, criticism of the crossovers between the platform but you know look i mean it's kind of unprecedented really so i mean i I think there needs to be some slack cut okay it's it it was never going to be a super smooth transition and um talking to the guys i think they're super committed to improving the platform and and i'd give them the benefit of the doubt on one year and, and just Over the next couple, see how it goes. And look, if you're really triggered by it, run your damn league offline. Like, at the end of the day, that's kind of all it takes. So, anyway. Category B. Also, can we get the Draft Doctor's origin story? I've always thought the idea was birth through a chance meeting between DOS, and Fizz at Shed 16. Can you confirm? Um, The Draft Doctor's origin... So... Jono and our friend Costa used to, well, I think they still do, go to the Frankston RSL on a Wednesday night for Palmer night. And anyway, hang on a second, I'm going to have another sip. And eventually, I, I moved to Frankston. I played bowls against Jono. We used to play long bowls, believe it or not. And we played bowls against uh, Jono, and I think we played a tournament or two, and we, I think we might have even won the tournament and moved to Frankston, became mates with John Owen, and he said, oh, come down to the RSL on a Wednesday night, meet my friend Costa, and we'll have some beers, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I just kept turning up. And I think I was listening to the Fantasy Footballers podcast in the in the early days of the show. This was even before, um, if you ever, it's an NFL fantasy football podcast. There was only two guys doing it at the time. Now there's three, and we've had one of them on our show and um i thought oh man we should do a podcast we should do a um show the three of us we talk shit and um and Jono was in Costa was out so anyway myself and Jono we started recording a podcast it was pretty well at the end of the season and we were doing two shows a week and um we went for a year and we were like, man, we're we're cooked. We can't we can't do this. This is this is too much. We recorded in person, and uh, we put the call out for anyone who was listening. Which we genuinely had like a hundred listeners at the point, and um, and Stato answered. He was in Melbourne for the for the grand final. It was the Bulldogs and uh, the Bulldogs and Sydney grand final, and we met him the day after the grand final. And um, you know, oh, I think you boys have got to, got something there. And little did we know, and and uh, he joined in, and and he started sh- started doing the show. Um, and then because DOS was doing, I think it was the Fantasy Peaks, or something like that. It was a radio show. They were doing community radio, and um, and there was DOS and Clevo, and uh, I can't remember the other the other name and and that was kind of getting tough and Stato was like, You gotta get DOS, you gotta get DOS, he's fucking great, you blah blah blah. He's 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 everything man. And I was like, okay, well we'll get DOS. Okay. So in and DOS wanted to write for us originally. And anyway, we got him on the show. And uh and yeah, and and it and it was kind of funny because Stato wanted him to host. He's like DOS, DOS is the best host and I think we spoke about this on Dos's um, Craft Doctor's episode. How uh, it was the toughest thing I've ever had to do is because, like you know, Jono was Jono was the host. He, he was the host, and I hated I hated pushing Jono away from that. But Doss is a really good host. He, he's fucking great at it. And um, Doss, and I, and I'd been doing the CBAs the year before just because I wanted to track Will Brody at the Suns, believe it or not. And Doss was like, man, people are going to love this. And I, I knew they would, um, but Doss really grabbed that bull by the horns and, and wrote the article and and we all sort of worked on it together. But but it was driven by Doss. He saw the vision there. And at some point we, we thought we'll get some writers, and we got Cam and we got uh, Sam uh at the time and we thought i will bring them on the show for an episode each um just to see what they're like in case we're missing out and we we i think we brought sam on and he did his show and that was great and then we brought cam on and that was that and that was fine and then the next week cam was just back and we're like what what what's what's going on (laughs) what's going on cam just cam just kept showing up it kind of just went from there and um and so that's how all that went out. No shed sixteen. That that was the origin story of the draft doctors. And um yeah, DOS DOS eventually he DOS got burnt out, I think, doing the CVAs, and he took a bit of time off and uh he's kicking goals now, man. He's kicking goals now and uh always love DOS. He's he's a great man dbv afl fantasy draft league playing through the buy rounds yes or no i say yes always yes uh we took the buy rounds we did say in the listener league this year we've taken the buy rounds off and the only reason is because it's the vampire league which is still going um but one team has access to the waiver wire the other teams are all locked and it was and the vampire can steal a player if they if they win so it was just Obviously, you can see how that sounds, that if someone could steal a player and the other players couldn't change their lineup, it'd be kind of ridiculous. Ninja Spoon, thoughts on playing through buys if AFL change it to two weeks next season? I always say play through the buys. More chaos, more player movement is better. Other people disagree. It's what suits your league. Dottie, our man. Uh, creamy mushroom sauce on a medium rare steak, number one. Sounds fucking great, man. Sounds really good. I don't have sauce on my steak, but if I did, it would be mushroom. Monty uh that's uh, that's Breno. I I I know who you are. Flanders got the swallow roll. Yeah, Flanders did get the swallow roll. He tunned up for me in Supercoach, Murdoch Ball. Uh wouldn't count on it going forward. <laughs> the next two matchups, but it was it was pretty good for a week. Uh Matt, has anyone filed a missing persons report on Stato yet? So uh Stato obviously does a lot of work, a great human being. Uh, I I would count Stato out for the short term. Just um, personal stuff, personal stuff. And I would say Stato joining our show was probably the luckiest thing that ever happened. Because what happened was Stato (laughs) Stato joined the show, and not only did he have... So he has the connection to Warnian the dream team talk guy. So he kind of had a little bit of an in there and obviously, you know, Warnie's just the greatest. So he, he um, obviously got the recommendation from Stato that we were on the up and up and no total pricks before he figured out we were. Um, But then Stato came third in for fantasy, which um, yeah, which, which was amazing. And obviously gave us the great, great platform i can't imagine what would have happened if he had a one jesus christ that draft kid would be like sixty dollars 69 dollars maybe uh golden features out of curiosity do you take part in many keeper dynasty leagues no i don't i got we got the listener league keeper team which i don't even look at um and i got my my nfl home league is a keeper league but that's nfl so you don't care cooper would you prefer redmond or salem for the rest of the season that's a good question. Um. oh Essendon got a lot of mouse to feed back there I, I feel like Salem's got a higher floor but a lower ceiling so I'll probably take Salem even with the injuries Cooper any value left in Rochelle not for mine I don't I don't think so here's Timmy uh, go hard on the reserve bank and Philip Low. thanks Uh, yeah look i mean people who are homeowners are in a tough spot i think uh me and mrs fizz when we bought our house a few years ago we thought if rates go up to we're okay up to seven percent interest rates (laughs) and we're like that'll never happen (laughs) we're almost there right um so i all i can say is man if you're budgeting your money um don't buy frivolous shit cancel your subscriptions um whatever don't take trips oh we we seriously man we wouldn't have a house without the barefoot investor book man we followed that book to the fucking letter and um yeah man it it got us into a house we were renters we were renters now we um like i don't earn a great salary but she doesn't have to work, and we we live in the country. I think moving to the country was the best thing, and we sort of we live far enough away from Melbourne that it's cheap as shit. Um, but I think that's kind of like if you want your house, that that like what's wrong with that? Like you'll if you integrate into the community, you'll integrate into the community. Yes, there's things I miss like good food, um, and our family. I put good food first because it's more important. But um, I I don't hate Philip Lowe as much as I let on. But I fucking wish things were cheaper. I really do. Um, e. E. That's his E. Consensus best waiver player of the year was Aaron Hall last year, but not sure this season. That's a good question. I, I don't know. I've got to think Briggs has got to be up there. Like, Briggs is fucking balled out man if you didn't draft a rock man he's been sick averaging a 102 AFL fantasy wow hey eh? um, I'd have to look at the numbers and I like the thing with my computer is I have to plug the mic in through where I put my keyboard in so I can't I can't quite tell you I, man it feels like Briggs it feels like Briggs is killing it i don't know um let me just bring up the averages i'll bring up the averages of all the players Terrano, english oliver Jawson, bond blah 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 and we'll get to like the first uh nanks drafted Chera mitchell it's always a. it's usually a forward Oh, Sheezel, man, Sheasel! Surely Sheezel wouldn't have been drafted. There's no way. There's no way Sheasel was drafted. He's fucking easily. Easily. Will Day. Yeah, Will Day's been fine. It's got to be Sheezel, man. He would not have been drafted in a lot of leagues. Betty, is Key's new role real? Yeah, well, we've seen it before. We've seen it before, so I think it can be. Uh and two, what were your best waiver wire pickups during the year? I think um I, I man, how's this man? I've I've just kinda had a shitty run in my home league where I've just got injuries and just had to drop players. And I drafted Wanganui Malira and had to drop him and um man, he's been good. He's been good. Um, probably Johannesson was really good until he got injured, so he'd probably be one. Um, I'm trying to think. Who else? I haven't really... I drafted really strong this year, so I probably don't have many. Um, just had two good drafts in the listening again of home league, so um... Yeah, probably Joe I'll wait for it to load. I'll get back to that one. Frio, best moments in pod history. The potato bakes effort with the cat's injury is very strong. Mate, we streamed Johnny Butcher and he got 120 (laughs) supercoach. I shit you, that happened early days. 120. So that was probably the best. Um, Wave of pickups. All right, here it is on my screen. I... Man, I just drafted strong. I don't have anyone in my team who I'd say is a keeper. I've got Doherty, well... Oh, probably Lucky Weller. He was really stone-cold nuts for a while. Um, yep. Yeah. Best moment pod... Yeah, easy. Johnny Butch. Uh, Rich. Jew has given Fiorini the keys to the mids last game and polls three votes. Should Took get ready to play in the twos? I don't think so. Uh, Miller time. Taylor Swift is... Pretty tall. Surely she gets ruck forward status. Maybe I'd, you know, I'd love to ruck Taylor Swift. That be that sounds fine. Uh, and Andy Del Pazzo, Pozzo. I don't know. He just sends a gift. I don't know what it is. Oh, it was Flanders. Yeah, no, didn't load on my computer. But yes, Flanders turned up. Boom. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Um, it was a lot of fun. I had a good time. That was cool. All right. I'm not sure what's going on in the future, but um, it's not the end of us. I'll put it that way. So we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Draft Doctors Podcast. Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review.